0: Hello everybody, my name is Ben Schluter and welcome to the LSU postseason recap, that's what I'm calling all of these episodes, where I recap the postseason games for LSU in this baseball tournament. And what a game do we have to recap after yesterday, where LSU somehow pulled off the unbelievable and won 14-11 over the Kennesaw State Owls, despite being down 11-4 going into the bottom of the 8th inning then things changed. This was the dumbest game of baseball I've witnessed in a while. Maybe. It definitely doesn't make sense. I- We are gonna have to talk about this one, aren't we? Oh yes, and that's why this exists. So let's talk about it. I mean, frankly, the only way I can really describe it is to go through what happened and to like, is there really analysis you can get from this game? I don't think you can get analysis. This game was stupid. This game was just stupid. It was like we, we didn't know what to do. Oh, well, apparently just keep hitting the ball. Because eventually that's what we'll do. Unless we're playing better teams, apparently. Don't let your pitchers get gassed. I'm just saying. Don't let your pitchers get gassed and don't keep them out there longer than they are able to. And when you see a pitcher that is visibly frustrated and is not performing at his best, pull him. And that's the main problem that KSU's uh, manager didn't do. He did not pull a guy that when I was watching him, like right before he got pulled, the batter before he got pulled, he looked pissed off. He looked like he was out of his element. He looked like he was out of the moment and he could not pitch as well as he should be able to. So he didn't have his control. And what do you know? He gives up another run. But let's just talk about this. Uh, Talking about summarizing the game because unlike in basketball where there are many different statistics and they explain how you win baseball doesn't make sense baseball doesn't make sense and it's just weird and dumb and trying to make logical sense of baseball sometimes is a fruitless effort baseball is the game of chaos baseball is the game where nothing makes any sense and if you try to make logical sense of baseball you will eventually die that's just how i feel about it so instead just have fun with it Use the numbers to try and explain, but don't think that they will explain. So anyway, let's just talk about the story of it and how I was experiencing it, which was mostly painful until the end. So yeah, you'll lead off by talking about the starters. Mikhail Hilliard started for LSU. John Bezdicek, he started for KSU. Neither one of these guys would make it two innings. Yeah, not a great sign. Uh, or, sorry, three innings. Because Hilliard actually did. But, best to check, he didn't. Lead-off batter, Spencer Hansen. For the Owls, he doubled. Not great. He extended his hit streak to 18 games. Pretty impressive. Uh, and that ended up becoming a run. KSU scored on a Cash Young single. Uh, he just got the ball right where it needed to be. Got it out of the infield. And, uh, Boom. But LSU was not going to go away quietly. No, they answered in the bottom of the first with a Jordan Thompson double. Josh Pearson, he had already gotten on. And uh, yeah, it was one-to-one. And ooh, baby, that meant something was going to happen, right? And we felt like, ooh, it might be a back-and-forth affair. And then, top of the second. Hilliard, one, two, three inning. Pretty good work there. And LSU, oh baby, maybe they could blow the doors off this game. Maybe they could blow this one open. Dylan Cruz, he got a single. He scored Tyler McManus. And then we loaded the bases with two outs. So KSU pulled their pitcher. And in came Jack Myers. Jack Myers is a reliever. No, Jack Myers is a starter. Yeah, apparently Jack Myers is a starter. Now, I've watched exactly zero other KSU baseball games... But I'm gonna go with what the broadcasters were saying that he's a starter, and also the way he looked as a pitcher. Yeah, okay, this guy starts this guy starts baseball games. He's got the look, he's got the tenacity, he's got the fire, and he's got the poise. Got out of a bases loaded two out situation, shut LSU down, it was two to one. But you know, that 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 would mean nothing after the third inning, because top of the third Uh, It did not go well. Hilliard gave up a leadoff single. Then he got a sack grounder, but that advanced Josh Hatcher to third. Then he walked Zach Corbin. That was a four-pitch walk, by the way. And then Donovan Cash, two-run double. Of course, he induced a flyout, which would... Be great, but he ended his day allowing a triple to Hanson. Yes, that's right, Spencer Hanson already back, and it scored cash and it made it four to two owls. And in came Riley Cooper, who's supposed to shut things down. He did not shut things down. He allowed an RBI single, then he induced the center field line out. So five to two owls, that didn't feel good. It just didn't. But LSU is not a team that takes 5-2 to two games and says, hmm, we're going to lose this, unless it's against Tennessee, in which case we absolutely will do that, because we, we've we already played... Let's not talk about the SEC tournament. That was very bad. Bottom of the third inning. Hey, Cade Doty, he got an infield single. And then Braden Bear he took one deep to right, and that was 5-4 to four LSU. We also threatened, uh, got a runner on 3rd with 2 outs, but Jacob Berry fouled out and that ended the threat there. Top of the 4th, Riley Cooper, he hit the 2nd batter, and then he gave up a 2 run homer. So there went all that effort, great, it's now 7-4 Owls, just really useful there. And in the bottom of the 4th, LSU scored nothing. Top of the 5th. Things were going great. Started out pretty well. Fly out, strike out. Third out's pretty hard to get. And, uh, yeah. Cooper never got it. Let's just talk about what happened. And by the way, apparently some of this was on, like, the fielders being in weird spots. I don't remember very well. Mainly because the eighth inning happened. And that's all my memory is of this game now. Because I don't want to remember. Pain. Uh, So let's just talk about what exactly happened single RBI double pass ball to get the runner to third walk RBI single runners on I was like and runners on the corners on that uh, Single Uh, and that meant in came Devin Fontenot What did he do? Of course, he gave up a two-run double and he walked batter then got a foul out. It's 11 to 4 KSU Well at least we could do something we went three up three down This was not good The sixth inning you could have skipped it. Nobody did anything. 3-up, 3-down, 3-up, 3-down. On to the 7th inning. Top of the 7th, 3-up, 3-down. Fontenot was dealing. He's doing quite well. Uh, bottom of the 7th, LSU didn't score. Trey Morgan, he got a single. K. Doty, he got hit by a pitch. We got hit by a pitch three times in this game, by the way. We lead the nation in hits a number of times hit by a pitch. Crowding the plate works. Um, But yeah, No runs top of the 8th. Kennesaw State got a single. That's it. So we did not look good at all. Our offense just looked dead out there. I don't know what it was and I was talking about it. I did not want to keep watching this game because we were just looking bad. We looked like we just had given up. There is no momentum. I don't know what the heck was wrong with us and then something changed because in the bottom of the 8th LSU began to score runs. And they hadn't pulled Jack Myers yet. He was dealing, I think he was in the sixth, I think he was in 70 pitches or something. I think he had 70-something pitches. So he was doing quite well with his pitch count, especially considering, again, he's a starter, so 70, 80, 90 pitches probably gonna be normal for him. Unfortunately, his pitch count was going up. His out count and his innings count was not going up. Because things fell apart. In quick fashion. Oh boy, Josh Stevenson. He led off the. Ev- uh, he started uh, by pinch hitting for Collier Cranford. He got an eight pitch walk. Okay, cool. We're not going three up three down. Awesome. Dylan Cruz. He gets hit by the next pitch. Okay, then we have a runner in scoring position. We won't capitalize on that, and Jacob Berry came in. He rips a single up the middle, and we have another run. Amazing. Dylan Cruz is on third. Even better. It's 11 to 5. Still got to make up those runs. And I didn't feel like exactly great. It was like, oh, nice. We have another run. Meaningless. Josh Pearson. He hit a single to right. Scored Cruz. Put runners on first and second. It's 11 to 6. Again. And I felt there was that little swelling of, okay this is interesting. And by this point, you need to pull Jack Myers, because Jack Myers was visibly out of it. He was visibly frustrated. No one was going over to talk to him. They just left him in there. And KSU had two guys warming up in the bullpen. They had two guys warming up in the bullpen. Both of them should have been ready by that point. Both of them should have been ready by the last batter. You could almost argue that they shouldn't have even gotten to this point. They should have pulled him before even the last batter, but... They kept him in there for this guy, and uh, this 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 proved to be really great. Because Jordan Thompson, he hit a double to left. That advanced Pearson to third, scored Barry. It's now 11 to 7. Yeah, at this point, you pull him. So they did. In came Smith Pinson. I don't even know what to say about that name. He definitely sounds like a man from Kennesaw, Georgia, though. He's not from Kennesaw, Georgia, but that's beside the point. Um, and boy, did Smith Pinson do things. Like give up a hit to Trey Morgan. After ball one, two RBI single to center field, it is 11-9. And this was when I felt like, oh, are we doing this? Are we really going to do this? Are we really going to do this? Cause the roof was caving in for the owls. The crowd, which a lot of LSU fans, cause Hattiesburg is not that far away. Um crowd was going crazy. And like, just KSU was rattled, LSU was back on fire. If you get LSU on fire, they will they'll just run right through you. We saw what happened against Vanderbilt, which I knew it was possible, but I didn't know it was this. I didn't think this would happen, especially in this scenario when, you know, dude was dealing and then come in with this new guy and he's supposed to be pretty good, and, uh, no. Tigers still needed more, though. It was only 11-9. We needed two more runs. So then came K. Doty. He got a hit. It was just a single, put runners on first and second. Then McManus came back up, uh, you know, Tyler McManus, he gets a 2-1 count. Pinson, he threw a strike, except it wasn't a strike because the pitcher, uh, I'm sorry, the umpire called it off, uh, like, right as he was throwing it, and he got in the zone. KSU called time to switch the pitcher. Th- they called time to change pitchers to get the other guy they had in the bullpen, uh, Luke Torbert, who, you looked at him, and you looked at his stats, and he was basically Smith Pinson, but worse. And considering what Smith Pinson had already done, not really a great thing. Well, uh, was he Smith Pinson? But worse. Let's think. Um, Smith Pinson allowed what? Two runs. He he allowed just two runs. Now Torbert, he got an out, which is better, and he allowed way more than two runs. I'm not counting earned runs. I'm saying aloud, please understand that I do not understand baseball statistics well enough to care. I do kind of, but I'm not caring about them right now. Please. Anyway. Um, yeah, he finished that count off that two, one that became a three, two that eventually became a walk. Um, so that was really good. Now the bases are loaded. Oops. So then Braden Jobeir, he comes in. There are no outs until now. Because Jo Bear he hits a grounder that was a fielder's choice, so Jobert, Bear actually uh, he was safe. McManus was out at second, and Morgan was safe at home. Eleven to ten LSU is I'm sorry, eleven to ten KSU. This will soon change. Why? Because Stevenson walked. This reloaded the bases. Drew Bianco came in to pinch run for Jobert. Bear. I I don't know whatever. Um, Dylan Cruz he was back up to bat. This would end up being very good. Two RBI double. It's 12-11 to 11 LSU. There's only one out. The out was a run-scoring play. So things were going pretty well for us, if you couldn't tell. And then, they intentionally walked the bases loaded so that they didn't have to face Jacob Barry. This was very, very useless. Because... I guess they were worried that Jacob Berry was going to score two runs or maybe hit a, I don't know, a three-run homer or something. But, um, yeah, Josh Pearson came in, hit an opposite field single, um, scored two anyway. Oops. Yep, 14-11 LSU. And then Thompson, he grounded into a double play at the end of the inning. Booyah. Let's talk about this And let's go through what happened and how everyone was reacting to this, basically. Let's just go over what exactly happened. A 10-run inning with 7 hits, 4 walks, one of which was intentional, 1 hit by pitch, 1 fielder's choice that happened to be an RBI, uh, 3 different pitchers, 1 out used to score all 10 runs, 0 home runs, 0 errors. And instead of a 7-run deficit, going into the ninth inning, LSU had a 3-run lead. What? I... What? No, none of it made sense. Watching it, my brain was broken. Because it's like... You're not... Wait. But you guys look garbage. The whole game. Or not the whole game. You look garbage like the last... Three innings. You could not find a run to save your lives. And then hit, hit, hit. I know our offense is stupidly good, but what are you doing? Like, none of that made any sense. None of that made any sense. I mean, most people probably turned the game off. I didn't, mainly because my dad was like, you know what? No, we're going to continue watching this. And I decided sunk cost fallacy. It was not a fallacy. It turned out to be very much worth it. 10-run innings don't happen in baseball that often. They especially don't happen in these situations. Like, I mean, there's probably like a 10-run inning yesterday, you know, between, like, you know, in the 1-4 games, you know, where a top seed just beats the crap out of one of these AQs uh, that got in because, you know, everybody gets in. Like, that'll happen then. But... This is a 2-3 game, first of all, against a team that was leading by seven runs in the eighth inning when it was desperately needed. Um. Yeah, of all the teams to do it, of course it would be LSU, though. Like, one of the most lethal offenses where every single guy in the lineup is is pretty much, like, you're worried about them getting some sort of hit. You got, like, Dylan Cruz and Jacob Barry. Those are guys who you're worried about taking deep. And then you have Trey Morgan. Trey Morgan is not a guy who you're worried about taking it deep. No. You're worried that he's going to make contact with the ball and get two runs out of it because he's going to get a two- Like, he's a two-run single guy. He's a two-RBI single kind of guy where, like, okay. And then he can get infield hits because the dude's fast. Trey Morgan is really good at baseball, guys. Like, he's... Very good at baseball. Dude is fast. Dude is an incredible defensive player. One of the best uh, first basemen in the entire country, and especially in the SEC. Um, I don't know. You d- you can't mess with any of that lineup. And if your pitcher starts to waver at any point, it's, it kind of can all cave in at once. Because what will happen is... Boom, 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 boom. Because the batters are going to start getting more and more like confident. L- I've seen LSU batters not be confident. Not be confident in uh, their swinging or... You know, in what they're going to do. And what ends up happening is that they start swinging at stupid balls. You start giving them things... You start to waver at any point, they'll recognize that you're not throwing them good stuff and they won't swing. They've gotten better at um what's the word I'm thinking of plate discipline. They're better at plate discipline than the team last year because when they re- they have been from what I've noticed it's like they're a lot better at recognizing when a pitcher is not able to hit the strike zone. And yes, they'll take on 3-0 counts. They'll be given the go-ahead on 3-0 counts. A lot. It's fine. I mean, this is a team that, again, hits the ball pretty well. So, like, you got guys like, you know, Jacob Berry, Dylan Cruz. Those are guys that are going to be given the go on 3-0 at pretty much any time. This is a good team. This is a good offensive team. The problems that we've had were the problems that got us into the mess in this game. By the way, just to finish this off in the bottom of the ninth, Paul Gervais came in, closed things out, line out, strike out, single, fly out, Tigers win 14-11. to Seven-run comeback in the postseason. That hadn't happened since 1999. It is tied for the largest comeback in LSU postseason history. It's only happened one other time besides that 1999 one. I think it was one other time from what I saw. But yeah. It... it you want to talk about a way to start things off? You want to talk about giving your team momentum going into that next game, which is today, by the way. Oh, and by the way, here's a stupid thing. Um, So the way they... I was like, this is a completely separate tangent, but it'll make sense. The way they determine who gets the home half of the uh, innings uh, in this scenario is that they do a coin flip. I kid you not. Because both teams had the bottom half of the inning. Uh, Because it's Southern Miss versus LSU. So they did a coin flip. LSU won it. LSU will get the bottom half. I don't know why they do this either. I don't know why they do this. I genuinely thought it went to the lower seed automatically. So I thought in this situation the two would get it. But I guess there's probably, you know, it's like, well, that would be dumb. Like, you can't just automatically give it to them. That wouldn't make sense. But also, like, wouldn't it? Wouldn't it? Or automatically give it to the one. They're the home team. But wouldn't it? I don't know. What I do know is this. We have that, and that is not important to the point I'm trying to make. Point I'm trying to make is this. A lot of the problems with LSU, you saw them. You saw them in that game last night. The fielding, there were some pretty bad fielding decisions. Errors were not as much of a problem as, hmm, where should I be? Trying the shift against Kennesaw State did not work. It just didn't. They hit better than that. It just didn't work, and that's fine. Uh, pitching. Pitching was inconsistent. That's not good. Mikhail Hilliard as a starter for me. For me, and, and I think it's been all season, it's our starting pitching is the problem. Our bullpen has actually been better than our starting pitching. This is a reverse from last season. Last season, it was starting pitching was going to get you far and your bullpen was going and our bullpen was going to blow it. We had to get our starters to like 7 innings every single time if we wanted to win games because our bullpen was an absolute train wreck. And this year, those guys have developed. Those guys have turned into better arms. And our starters are not our starters have become guys who are inconsistent. We've had to change lineups a lot. We've had to be like, okay, we had to pull, for example, Blake Money out. Because unfortunately, despite the fact that he is a very talented and a very good pitcher, and you look at his abilities and you see that he's inconsistent and he's not he's not the right guy you'd want as your starter. And we saw that in so many games where it's like he can shut down the side and he can give up home runs when we desperately need him not to. Guy coming out of the bullpen, though, I can see that because it's not as much pressure put on him. I wouldn't be shocked if that's the reason for it. And he's not the only guy. You look at other guys like Devin Fontenot, Riley Cooper, who tends to be pretty good. This game was not an example of that. We don't need to go that far. Paul Gervais, uh, Eric Reiselman. Like, you look at our bullpen, and it is damn good. The starting pitching needs to get better. That's the problem. Starters need to be better. You cannot be a team that's like, oh, we got a great bullpen, but our starters are going to cost us games. No, 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 no. Nope, nope, you can't do that. And especially as an SEC team, but especially in this tournament, a tournament where you need to have starters, where you cannot be playing games where it's a bullpen game, everything, uh, where you can't have that. There are times in this tournament, in the NCAA tournament, this happens constantly, and I've seen it. Personally, I have seen it following LSU, where because of the way the format is, and it usually it happens this way in Omaha, but it even happens in regionals, um, you're out of your starters. You, you almost have to play a bullpen game, but the guy who's uh, the first pitcher out there has to go a certain number of innings and might have to go longer than you were hoping for or longer than he's ever done. I don't know. We did a good job, I think, in this game for pitcher management. We only had to use, what? We used, um, four guys? Fontenot only, Fonteno dealt. Fontenot dealt. He didn't come out for the final inning, and I think that was probably, you know, you know, Coach Johnson wanted to rest him, and that's fine. Cooper, he's going to need some rest, so I don't think we're going to be able to use him until unless we're absolutely desperately needing him. Um, Hilliard, he didn't have a quality start. Not at all. Um, Giving up those runs, but it's fine. He did enough. And the offense saved us in the end. Offense can't continue to save us. Let's look ahead right now at the game at 6 o'clock versus Southern Miss. Going to be a great atmosphere at that game. Uh, You know, what with the crowd... Crowd's going to be incredible. It's going to be electric for that game. uh, Because Southern Miss fans do not want LSU fans to be there. And LSU fans very much would like to be there. And they will be there. And it will be amazing. Southern Miss is not a team that's known for its offense. It is known for its defense. And it has a damn good pitching staff. This is a team that will shut you down. It will make sure that you do not score runs. That's what they're known for. They're known for having damn good pitching. Their hitting is, okay, is good enough. I haven't looked into it that much. But when I hear about Southern Miss, I hear about pitching. LSU, their starting pitching ain't that good. It hasn't been that good. That needs to change. It needs to be a good guy today. We have no idea who it will be because Jay Johnson will not tell anybody who that starter is until he absolutely has to. That's just his postseason strategy, and by God, is he sticking to it. He didn't. T- he said he was going to tell everyone who the starter was going to be an hour and a half before the game yesterday. Uh, he did not do that. He waited until like an hour before the game. This is a great, it's, it's perfect. Everyone kind of knew who it was going to be. Like It was pretty obvious it was going to be Mikael Hilliard. Uh, and once they saw, like once reporters saw him warming up, it was like, okay, yeah, we know it's going to be him fine it's pretty clear considering he's doing the things a starter does to warm up I don't think we need to wait to say that but yeah so it'll be interesting to see who's on the mound we need to get that guy through more than three innings how about that more than three that would be nice um and we need to get hits because when southern southern miss is going to shut you down we need to keep that offense rolling if our offense can roll through them then we're fine if our offense can continue the momentum we had from last night, then we are fine. Okay? We can beat them. Because I don't know about Southern Miss's offense, but our offense can out-offense anybody in this regional and most teams in this country. If the offense is on fire, you're you're going to have to play keep up with us. And that's really tough to do because our pitchers are hot and cold. So when they're hot... Oh, baby, they're on fire. And that's what we saw last night. Devin Fontenot came in. He was hot. Bats, they got on fire at just the right time. LSU beats Kennesaw State uh, 14-11, to and they move on to the winner's bracket uh, for the next game. Uh, currently, actually, as I'm recording this and as it's uploaded, um, Army and Kennesaw State are playing each other. Loser is eliminated. So, that is going to do it for this certain thing. I'll be back tomorrow with a recap of today's LSU Southern Miss baseball game. But until next time, I've been Ben Schluter. Hope you have a fantastic day. Go Tigers, and bye bye